What's up, y'all? This is season three, episode two of Royals Relationship Revelations podcast. Um, y'all see the title of this one? Shall be a good one. But I'm going to start this off just like I start any of my other podcasts off. And we'll start off with a story that kind of um, sets the tempo for what will be discussed today. And so the first thing I think about when I think about um, my title is the movie Shrek. So if you haven't seen the movie Shrek, the very first one. It's an ogre, and the goal is that he is trying to get these people to leave him alone. Like, he just wants to be in solitude. And so um, he goes to meet with the king. The king lets him know, listen, I'll leave you alone if you go and get this person for me. So Shrek goes to get this um, girl. From this castle, basically, not a castle, not a castle. Let me take that back. It's a tower. So Shrek goes to save this woman from a tower that is guarded by a dragon. So Shrek goes all out and he goes to save this woman. He saves her and he brings her back. The Well, the goal is to bring her back to the... Um, the king that tells him that he needs to go do this. So Shrek, not thinking too much about it, he goes, gets her, saves her, brings her back. Um, same thing in Mario, right? If you think about the the video, any of the movies that you watch, Mario's goal is to save Princess. If it's from um, Browser, if 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 it's from whoever. The goal is to save Princess from whatever it is and to bring her back. Like a, a damsel in distress situation. So, I I feel like the reason that I'm telling you, that I told you those stories or that I'm telling you those stories is that right now... Um, one of the biggest issues with our generation and, and even the older generation is that um, the divorce rate right now is 50%. And that's just for first marriages. So people who are newly married, half of them stay together without getting a divorce. And what's even crazier about that is that for second marriages, so people who were married and plan on getting remarried, their divorce rate is 60 to 67%, which is crazy to me. So people who were married before have a higher chance of being divorced again after being divorced for the first time um, by 17 more percent than they were the first time. I think that's crazy. In my opinion, I feel like after being divorced for the first time, you like you should be on your way to figuring out like what 
what caused the the divorce or what you know what led that person to feel like they wanted to be separated uh separated away from you anyway those numbers are crazy to me um i will never i don't know i feel like a part of me will never like truly understand why that number is but i do have my opinions about it and that's what this this podcast is about today so from my perspective, from a man's point of view, in my opinion, most men were only taught to pursue a woman. Like, when I think about my convos with my dad, my stepdad, my uncle, those, conver- those convos were about how to pursue a woman, how to approach a woman, right? So I was taught, you know, be honest, M- make sure you... Um, speak with authority. Make sure you you make eye contact. Um, all of those things, right? And to be honest with you, that's where the convo stopped at. How to pursue a woman, how to approach a woman. Um, the talks were about dating. Like, where should you take her for the first time? And so I I never forget like just being younger. And taking my girlfriend or whoever I was talking to at the time, like, to Applebee's or to Ruby Tuesday, right? Because that was the thing to do. Like, especially if you were in high school, if you were in college, obviously you didn't have the money to take them on any fancy dates. But the dating part, that was the fun part about it, getting to know that person um, in a a public setting, right? Right. Opening doors for a woman, that was, oh my God, that was so huge growing up for me. I'll never forget, and I will tell this story to anybody, anybody you ever met, that they probably know this story, but i never forget when I first moved down with my aunt and my uncle, um, me, my younger cousin, and my aunt, we were all going to the mall, and my aunt, we wanted to grocery shop. My uncle wasn't with us at the time. But I'll never forget. We got out the car. We were headed to the door um, to the mall. And my cousin and myself were walking behind my aunt at the time. And <laughs> I'll never forget. And she probably is going to. She going to give me a call after she hears this episode. But my <laughs> My aunt walks up to the door, and as me and my cousin are behind her, she just sits there and waits at the door. And for a second, I didn't know—I didn't know if something was going on on the inside. I—I I didn't know at all. But I never forget her when she said, "I'm not opening this door. I'm not opening this door for myself." And so I immediately grabbed the door. My cousin immediately reached for the door, but it was it was mandatory for us to open the door for a woman. And that was something that I will I'm I'm always gonna appreciate it, but that was something that I learned over time, like make sure you do that. But anyway, so that was the part that was a part that I learned about dating was, you know, opening doors, going on dates. Um, making sure the convo is good, you know, giving her options. Like, do you, you know, I would really like to go here, but do you, 
I mean, do you prefer seafood? Do you prefer whatever? You know, so those those were things that I was taught growing up um, that that kind of helped me, especially in those early stages of dating. You trying to get to know somebody, um, you trying to learn everything about them that you want to know, so that like when the time comes and those convos pop up, you like you are you are prepared to talk about those type of things. But um, one thing I will say is that once you get into those relationships, things change, right? People always, always talk about the honeymoon stage. They always talk about how um, you get into dating and everything is good for those first few months. Everything is flowing well and you happy and we happy and we are, you know, doing the uh, whole like I'm laughing when you laughing, just just having a good old time. And people talk about those, but at the end of the day, relationships change, and that's the part that I feel like people aren't focused on, right? So people tend to like they they put on a facade of who they are to get the person that they want at the time. And then as soon as they get into a relationship, who they truly are starts to come out. And that, I feel like, is a big part of why people feel like that they don't know people, right? Husbands feel like they don't know wives or wives feel like they don't know husbands. It's because for the longest time my goal was to pursue you my t- my my goal was to was to get you my goal was to capture you however you want to put that but i never really focused on maintaining the relationship i never really focused on the work that i had to put inside of the relationship i just really focused on how to how to get close to you and that part alone is, I feel like it's a huge part, especially if you ask people who have been divorced before. Like when you start to see people true colors, that's the part that leads people to be like, you know, this really isn't for me. Um, and as humans, we are all creatures of habits. I mean, we we tend to do the same things over and over again. So um, w- what I like to think about is as a creature of habit, if you put on this facade of this is who I am, this is who I am, this is who I am for those first couple of weeks, at some point you will eventually go back to what you know. And and who knows what that is? Maybe Maybe you came off as a person that is very understanding, right? But over time, you turn into somebody who wasn't as understanding and you didn't know how to how to communicate these things with with the person that you were with. And so I feel like that that's important because. If you're not taught those things. And you don't learn those things, how can you display those things? Right. 
and I'm gonna repeat that if you not if you aren't taught what it is to maintain a relationship, if you're only taught what it is to pursue a relationship and you aren't taught how to how to communicate with people. When exactly do you learn how to do those things? And in my opinion, you only you only learn how to do those things is if you take time to yourself to figure out what's exactly wrong with you. Right. Um, and I take a level of account of um, accountability that I don't know if people um, of our age are ready for. Right. So. um I think the convos need to turn to like, what does the process look like? Right. Not how to get a woman, not how to approach a woman, but what does it look like when I actually get a woman? What does that relationship look like? Um, how to stay consistent? How do I maintain? And it's hard. I'm going to be honest with y'all. I feel like it is hard to maintain the the honeymoon stage. But I feel like these are questions that are being asked. Like people people have accepted the fact that they will be in the honeymoon stage for the first few weeks, for the first few months. But the question that hasn't been asked is how do I maintain that? Like how do I keep that going to where every day. I am in love with this woman. I am in love with this man. I am in love with this person who I'm with. And I'm not searching for anything else, right? Um, A big part of that is finding yourself. It's it's taking the time out to know yourself. And I, I feel like a lot of people who end up divorced or end up separated. They don't know themselves. And so when they take the time out to actually know themselves, they're like, oh, I'm actually more introverted than I am extroverted. And I was doing that as a facade, right? I feel like a lot of people who um, get into these relationships, and it's so funny um, because what you would do for other people's approval is very different than what you would do for yourself. And I'm going to repeat that. What the, what you would do for other people's approval is a lot different than what you would do for yourself. And when I say that, I mean you know the type of woman or man that your friends will want around them. And so you kind of change your actions to, I hate to use this word, but I'm going to say it anyway, to manipulate that person into thinking, oh, this is what I truly like, even though you don't truly like it. You just choose to accept it because you know your friends would accept it or your family would accept it. And that, I feel like that part is, that part in itself is recipe for disaster because you're not being true to yourself. So eventually, if you accept it in the beginning, even though you really don't want to accept it, later on down the line, you are going to tend to not to accept it. And it's because your true feelings will choose, I mean, not choose to come out, but they will eventually come out.
um, temporary changes will manipulate somebody quickly. Okay, so so don't settle. Make sure you continue to fight for what you want. Make sure you continue to push for what you want. Um, one of the biggest things is that people who are out here living day to day, um, with someone, you witness who they truly are. Like you pick up on tendencies. You pick up on, um, you know. What they like to do in the mornings, what they don't like to do. You pick up on all these things. And so everything that you learn in the dating stage now changes, right? So let's say for an example, you met a person, they were very outgoing. Every time you went somewhere, they was able to make decisions. And as soon as y'all started living together and you saw this person on a day-to-day basis, they stopped making decisions, they stopped being outgoing, they were more introverted, and so now as a person who who thought that they must who thought that they met a person that they knew, you're not thinking to yourself like was it me? It, uh, did I change you or did you know, it could be whatever, but Whatever the case may be, you start to have doubts. And these are this at this point in time, when you start to have those doubts, this is when the questions come up of what exactly. What exactly are we doing here? Because I met somebody who was extroverted and was outgoing and doing all of these things, not knowing that that was a facade that somebody put up and. I feel like that in itself is is so hard to navigate because so many people, you know, live in that honeymoon stage for the first few weeks, for the first few months. I mean, possible for the first few years, and then you experience something a little bit different, and that's when the roller coaster starts to come. And this is what I want to say because, in my opinion. Especially if you are with somebody who you truly want to be with. Y'all not going to have everything alike. Y'all, y'all not going to like everything about each other. But one thing that I think that people don't understand when they get into a relationship that most um, parents, guardians, whoever, that we're not talking about is how do you argue constructively? Like, how can we both have a di- have a disagreement, but still come to a conclusion where I understand what you're saying, you understand what I'm saying, and we can move on from this, right? Um, I never forget that one of the main things that I always, you know, told to somebody that I was dating, especially if they were around family or friends or or kids. I'd never want to have an argument in front of them. Um, I'm not saying that we should portray an image that we're perfect and that we never argue, but I feel like the, the toxic, toxicity, the trauma that comes from having an argument in front of people who might not understand, I don't know if that's worth it, right? 
And so that's something that I feel like needs to be brought up because you can have arguments. I have arguments. Good relationships, great relationships have arguments with each other where you can understand the other person. You can disagree with the other person, but the other person is heard, right? And especially from um, a male background, so many times when we bring up these arguments, it comes from authoritative state. Like what I say goes and, you know, you're just going to have to live with that. I don't agree with that by any means. Males are the first ones to not address their egos. So when I say that, I'm saying the the point may be getting across. Like women may have um, portrayed an image to where this actually makes sense, right? But being a male sometimes makes you think about I have to accept the fact that I was wrong, and that's okay, fellas. I'm coming to. I'm telling you this now. It is. It is perfectly fine to be wrong, you know. And I know a lot of people out there are like, "Oh, well, a lot of women out there speak with emotions." Okay, so if you are speaking from a perspective of somebody hurt you, you felt hurt. You displayed the fact that you were hurt, and that's what you're speaking from. What would be wrong with that? You you telling me there's something wrong with somebody being honest? And that's the part that I think males struggle with, is that the minute that they think they are being too emotional or too vulnerable, they, I say they, we... Because I've done it before. Not shut down, but we don't address it. I I know that for a fact. We do, we do not address it like some of us do. But the majority, we were taught to suppress. Don't express your emotions. Don't be vulnerable. It makes you look weak. We Like we are raw, raw. I I don't know. We got to get away from that because a large part of this divorce rate being 50% is because of who we are as males, who we have trained our sons to be, who we have trained our, our nephews, our grandsons, whoever it is, our close friends. That needs to change. If you... If you want to hold the status of, you know, being in control of a relationship, whatever the words that you need need to use, we got to be honest with ourselves that if that's the case, then majority majority of the issues that we have right now got to be on us. In my opinion. I just, I don't know. I think that males, and I, obviously I'm speaking from a male perspective right now, so bear with me, especially for my women, for my women listening to this. But 
We struggle with being a listener. We struggle with being understanding, especially after we've listened. Like if you come to me and you say, you know, babe, I feel this way when you do this, this and that. And I immediately respond back to you. To me, that is, that is not healthy. You got to get to a place where you can understand a person. You can listen to a person. Not only can you do all of those things, but you can accept change because obviously you've done something that has bothered this person. And I feel like that in itself is is room for for improvement for sure. Right. The last part that I want to speak on, especially when we talk about divorce, is the people who who have been been in it for so long. Like you've been married for so long and you you are at a place of comfortability where you don't want to do anything wrong. You you don't feel like anything wrong would separate you from the other person, but in my opinion, you go from a partner to a roommate. And that part is toxic in itself. So when when I think about partner and roommates, a partner is somebody that I do life with. And a roommate is somebody who I do life besides. Like they next to me. But I'm not doing life with them. Like my decision making is dependent upon me still. My choices are still dependent upon me. But somebody who I am with, like we making these decisions together. I'm trying to figure out what you like and what I like. And then can we come to a common ground? I feel like a lot of times, especially when we talk about that 50%, roommates, people who are just there with you, they're not active in y'all convos. They're not engaged. They're not present. Um, and so you feel a need to to fulfill that because for the longest time, this person has been taught to pursue you and not how to maintain you. And so you get confused on the fact that this person was a little bit different when y'all first met, which is fine. But we got to find ways to reciprocate that same energy when, when it needs to be returned. Do you, do you know your partner? Do you do you see them? And when I say, do you know your partner? I'm really speaking on the fact of your partner had a long day at work. I mean, extremely long. They um, struggle with getting a message across. The their coworkers just lost faith in them. Do you? Do you truly know your partner to where you can say, listen, I know you had a long day at work. You know, let's go out and do this to take your mind off of that. Do you see your partner? 
and all of that is important in the fact of you won't be able to pick up those traits in those first few weeks. You won't be able to pick up those traits in the first few months. And so it gets to a point where past the honeymoon stage, you got to be able to to see those things. Like, can can I really tell, dang, she upset today. I, you know, I want to do everything to make her day better. Like, she frustrated right now. Like, what can I do to make her feel better? All of those things, right? And that's important. So many people are walking around in these relationships and they don't feel seen. They don't feel heard. The the relationship does not feel reciprocated. And that is important. When I come home, If I'm married, I'm I want to come home to peace. I want to come home to somebody who who will understand my day. I want to come home to somebody who emotionally gets me. Like I'm tired today. I dealt with freshmen all day today. Will this person understand me? That is that is huge. Can you can your partner pick up on the nonverbal communication? And the only way that that happens is if they know you, is if they see you, is if they understand you. I know for the past few um, podcasts, it feels like I'm blaming parents and wives and husband I'm not I'm not blaming anybody but I think we all need to take accountability in our actions I will say that we all need to be sitting here willing to accept what comes with these decisions that we choose to make and so one thing I'm leave you with and that I'm going to forever leave you with because I would tell this to my freshman. I would tell this to, you know, somebody who's a senior in college. But don't rush into marriage, especially if you don't know yourself. Don't even rush into marriage if you have kids. And I get it. Like, you, you want to do things the right way. But you also want to be prepared to maintain that type of relationship. Like, if you're not ready for kids, if you're not ready for marriage, make sure you voice those things, you know, especially when when we're talking about relationships that you want to last. So, y'all, this has been episode two, season three. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you got something from this. Um... My goal is to put out an episode every week after taking that long hiatus. But I hope y'all have a, a a fantastic weekend. I hope you have a fantastic Friday. Um, and I will see y'all next week. All right. Have a good one.